Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast, where every week we want to give you encouragement through different means such as testimonies, dialogues with guests, along with diving into the scriptures and exploring the incredible life-transforming truths inside it. So with all that being said, here's another episode for you to tune into and listen to. God bless. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, this is class. Right, just just sitting here, right, thinking how it's been such an incredible journey so far. Um, with so many of the episodes we've released, like what fifty, almost sixty episodes of the Hope Sessions podcast. Um, and I'm delighted to say it's a welcome back. Um, took some time away. Didn't think I had any more inspiration for it, but as soon as I stepped away from the podcasting, just a mountain of ideas began to explode in my heart and began to write them down and. I knew it was the right thing to get back into it. It was just a stirring in my heart to to really just continue on what has been an incredible journey. Um, and I want to thank you for your support. It sounds generic, but it's it's vitally important that I do that. Um, there's been, I remember when I announced that the podcast was finishing, there was actually three people in particular who came up to me in church and they were so, not even disheartened, but they were just, I suppose disappointed and maybe a little bit annoyed that the podcast was finishing because they said it was it was a highlight of their week in a way where they it some of the dialogue it actually helped them to maybe discover a different aspect of who God is or they really got to know certain people through the guests that I've had on they became good friends with some of the guests from getting to know their story and that's been such a joy for me to know that that's how this podcast is, is being used to benefit and actually help people in their lives, you know. And best way to kick off this episode is just to jump straight into it. Um, and the title of today's episode is, what we're going to dive into is, cling to his promises in 2024, not your New Year's resolution. And I suppose to dive into it, you know, at the start of every year, we all have these um, grandiose ideas, you know, we're already thinking about holidays, um, you know, dreams, you know, we're going to go to the gym and we're going to uh, earn a certain amount of money, get a certain car, um, take our relationship to a certain stage or be, you know, we, we set goals at the start of the year and there's nothing wrong with goals. Goals are quite important. In fact, I've got personal goals myself. Um, just like anyone else, you know, whether you vocalize those goals or posted them on Instagram or Facebook, we all have goals and there's, there's nothing wrong with them. But the only caution I would have is that they don't consume our lives because then we can become so fixated on our goals and really miss being present in moments of life, you know, and the way we set those goals are in the form of New Year's resolutions. You know, for some of us, it may be don't drink fizzy drinks. Well, I'm not doing that because I really enjoy fizzy drinks. That's my thing. Um, for some of us, it may be to eat more vegetables or run four times a week instead of two. Or, you know, we all have these different aspirations, right? And when I was looking at what resolution means as a word, it's interesting because it has a couple of different meanings. And they, they are as follows. Coming to a determined decision to do something or to behave in a particular manner or to follow a set of principles. And, you know, there's something that I've learned um, 
It's that you don't need a big resolution to change your life. But rather, we need to live and be present in those 10,000 moments of our lives that seem to happen on a daily basis. Those so-called mundane moments, those conversations with people that really help us or, or maybe speak wisdom unknowingly into our life or those moments where we get convicted about maybe going a particular direction or maybe there's a conviction of something you've done that you've offended somebody or whatever and and that's love it's out of love that we respond to these things and it, it's a good thing and i think that's important you know because obviously coming into a new year there's there's you know you'll see it on instagram and people will have all these grandiose ideas you know new year new me new dreams I'm going to the gym, you sign up in February, you go for two weeks and then, sorry, you sign up in January, what am I about? Sign up in January and then you don't go in February and then you've just wasted a year's membership, uh, which costs you a couple of hundred euro or whatever, wherever you're tuning in from with this podcast from, you know, it depends. Um, You know, you, you buy all your uh, tubs, your water bottles, your lunch boxes, and you're going to meal prep and, and all this stuff, right? And I think for me, um, I have learned to make plans and goals and keep them private between me and the Lord or or me and my inner circle, which consists of about five people who, who know what I'm working on behind the scenes. Because for so often, um, it's been said about me personally that I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, right? And I do. Because anything that I put my mind to, it's a hundred percent, or it's it's zero, or I'm not even involved, you know. Um, but I've made many mistakes in terms of speaking too soon about ideas, um, and and putting it on social media as a way to keep people updated. That although I'm not posting much, I'm working on stuff behind the scenes, you know, because you want to keep your fans updated or your followers, whatever you want to call it, right? And unfortunately, I've spoke stuff too early and then I've put myself under immense pressure to have to live up to a standard where I have now put myself on a ticking a ticking timer in a sense to get a certain project done or whatever so it feels rushed in order to tell people look I told you now it's here rather than do you know what just work in silence and when it's ready to be released to the public release it and trust the Lord with it you know and I say all that to say this the problem is not the resolutions that we make. The problem is us. We are finite people, which means we have a limited amount of patience, a limited amount of enthusiasm, endurance, strength, energy. You know, we're prone to forgetting, wandering, getting tired, feeling times of frustration, lacking motivation, or maybe... For us, when, when we make resolutions and we think they're achievable, then we end up breaking those promises that we make to ourselves. We end up feeling the weight of disappointment from the broken promises that we've made to ourselves, and it can actually hinder us from moving forward. And it's interesting when you think of resolutions, because I want to remind you from the get-go to dive straight into it. I want I want to remind you we're going to look at 10 promises of God in the Bible for you believer whether you're a Christian or not um if you're not a Christian I would encourage you to put your faith in Jesus right now ask him to forgive you of your sins that he would come in by the power of the Holy Spirit and make you born again as 2 Corinthians 5:17 says 
you know, and, and, and really start your year the right way with Jesus and allow it to be a daily walking with him. But let's dive into it. You know, the promises of God, you, maybe you've heard about them, right? But I'm going to give you 10, but there's actually over 8,000 in the Bible. I think it's like 8,000, I think it's possibly 8,860 something um, from what I've looked on two or three articles that I've looked. But I'm going to dive into them. There's, uh, there's 10 promises I want to look at and give you some encouragement today from the word because it's important that we allow ourselves to come face to face with the truth so that the truth can bear much fruit in our lives and strengthen our faith, lift our countenance, put our eyes back on the Lord. Amen. The first promise is this. God promises to strengthen you. Because in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 16, it says the following. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. The second promise that I've seen is God promises to give you rest. It says this in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, comma, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, comma, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let them teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The third promise. God promises to take all of your needs. Sorry, take care of all of your needs. Because in Philippians chapter 4, verses 19, it says the following. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. What about this one? Number four. God promises to answer your prayers. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, says the following. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Number five. God promises to work everything out for your good. A well-known verse, Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them. Number six, God promises to be with you. It says this in Joshua chapter one, verses five. I will not fail you or abandon you. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Number seven. God promises to protect you. Because in Psalm 91 verse 2 it says this. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. My place of safety. He is my God. And I trust him. Number eight. God promises freedom from sin. Got two verses. 
1 John chapter 1, verse 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. And John chapter 8, verses 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Number nine. God promises that nothing can separate you from him. Romans 8, 38, verse 9, sorry, Romans 8, verses 38 to 39. For I am sure that neither death, death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus, our Lord. And the last one, God promises you everlasting life, which is incredible. Because in John chapter 3, verses 16, it says the following, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life or life unending, which is absolutely incredible. And we're gonna, what we're going to do now is we're going to look at Luke chapter 2, right? I want to read Luke chapter 2 for you and bring some encouragement from the word. And it's, I know we've just, we've just finished Christmas, but I think it's important to look at the Christmas story still because it, there's so much encouragement that comes from it, really, when you look at it. And I'm just going to read a couple of verses. Um, Let's see how far we'll go. We'll read as far as... Yeah, we'll read on a bit anyway. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken out in the Roman Emperor, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in, stri in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that he, that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, laying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others and the armies of heaven praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those in whom God is pleased. And yeah, do you know what? Let's, let's stop there. 
because it's so incredible. There's, I think it's so, when you look at the Christmas story, there's one thing that really struck me um, just in preparation for this, that the shepherds were invited to witness God coming down to earth in the form of a baby. Um, and what really struck me about it is because back in biblical times, maybe it's the same today, I'm not really sure, so I don't want to claim it as if it is when it may not be the case. But shepherds back in biblical times, they were seen as outcasts. You know, they were they just spent time with sheep and, and hillsides and mountain areas. Like they didn't really have maybe any friends or there was like the outcasts of society. It was considered a lowly job, you know. And the fact that God came low to earth and he invites shepherds to witness Jesus coming into the world, I think it is so incredible. It's, oh, wow, it's just, it really struck me because those who are on the outside were invited in. And maybe today, as you're listening to this, maybe you feel like you're on the outside. Maybe you feel distant from the Lord and maybe you don't even have a relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you something. The same invitation that extends to the shepherd is the same invitation that is extended to you today come and see what god has done come and partake of what he has uh, won for you and me at calvary so wonderfully and i want to read a quote from an author called max Lucado. i think i said his name right and he says this about luke chapter 2 right the mother and the father of our lord were pushed out and rejected even before he was born our Lord was rejected and turned away. The words, no room for you, followed him throughout his life. There was just no room for him anywhere. It is the same in the lives of many people today. He is still being crowded out. With all the busyness of life, he is often just an afterthought for most people. And instead of being a place of honour, at this time of year that we've celebrated, which is Christmas, Christ is often shoved into a corner. And even today, in the hearts of so many people, there is no room for Jesus. There's so much truth to that quote as well, when you really consider it, you know. And what really blessed me is that the, the amazing and beautiful thing is that Jesus came to find a room for us. Even though time and time again, humanity has told the Son of God, we simply have no room for you. Jesus keeps on telling humanity, I have more than enough room for you. And there's a reference I want you to look at. I don't want to read it. I want to encourage you to go read it for yourself. John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. And there is a promise that the, he has gone to prepare a place for you and me. And when it's ready, he's going to come and receive us to himself. That day where faith becomes sight, where many of our prayers and everything that we're believing for just becomes meaningless in the presence of him. Because he is the answer to all of our prayer in some way, shape or form. And, you know, similarly to how Jesus's earthly parents knocked on the innkeeper's door, Jesus is still knocking and looking for a home in your heart. And it says this in uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. 
And I want to put out an invitation to you today. Whether you've been a Christian 10, 50 years, or maybe you don't, you're not even a Christian. The invitation is for you as well. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart today. And he doesn't want to be a part of your life. He wants to be your life. And it's the most important thing you're going to do this year isn't how many can I can you beat your personal best in the gym or how many holidays, how much money can you save, how many cars you can buy, will you find a girlfriend or a boyfriend? No, it's 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 what are you going to do with Jesus this year? Are you, are you just going to allow him to be a a Sunday thing or in my case growing up he was just he was just someone I considered on special occasions forgetting that he could actually and actually wants to be present with me in every day of my life the good days where everything is going great and I'm able to sing and worship or what about those difficult days where where your mind is full of anxious thoughts where you're worried about the future where your heart is troubled by many concerns Jesus wants to be invited into areas of your life so that he can display his glory and his power and his love for you in ways that you can't even comprehend in your mind. And I'm going to, I'm going to give a salvation call today. And maybe you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Jesus. You know of him, but you don't have a personal relationship with him. Well, you can begin a relationship with Jesus today and just, there's two things you have to do, and they're really simple. The first one is you confess your sins. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I, I confess that I've done so much wrong. I have lived in a way that is not according to you, that I have lived life without you. And I thank you for Calvary that proves that the blood of Jesus is better than and greater than any sin I've committed, that you're able to wash out all my sins. And then the second one is believing on Jesus. Lord, I believe what you've done. I believe you died on the cross in my place for my sins so that I don't have to be living a life that is controlled by the power of the sin in my life, that you can live free from sin today, that Jesus can welcome you, that you can go from being a stranger to a friend of God. And I want to say a prayer. I'm going to say a prayer to help you and we're going to pray at the end and we're going to close out this podcast episode. But maybe if you've got any more further questions regarding fate, send me a message on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, whatever social media platforms you're on. And I would love to talk with you, get you connected into a church. But let me, let's pray together as a way to close out the first podcast episode of 2024. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the gift of truth truth is a person lord it is not a message to be recited but rather it is a person to be received and lord i thank you for that day on the 7th of july 2013 when i received you when you came in and you forgave me of all my sin and lord today for maybe that person listening who hasn't done that i pray lord holy spirit would you help them in this moment as they would Maybe for the first time prayed, I'm not sure how to articulate their words. Lord, you see their heart. So whether whether it's a couple of words or an essay, it makes no difference, Lord. I pray, would you help them? Would you save them? Would you draw people onto yourself today, Lord, so that they can start walking with you in that in that life-giving, transforming way that the scriptures talk about, Lord? Lord, we trust you, we love you, and we ask that you would have your way in our lives today, 
this week, this month, this year, as we allow you to come into our hearts and live and, and show yourself in a powerful way to be much greater than all the things that we seem to spend so much time getting caught up in, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast. Did you enjoy the episode? Maybe did it encourage you or motivate you? Do you think there's someone in your life could benefit or be blessed by this episode? If so, then why not send it to them? Lastly, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use. This massively helps to spread the podcast literally all across the world. And don't forget the hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Take care.